Hello, listeners. This is PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon, and this is PSG Small Talk for Saturday, May 12, 2018. And on today's show, we will cover the lackluster last couple of weeks for Paris Saint-Germain. In their last three league gun games, they've drawn twice and lost once, the loss being today against Rennes in the Parc des Princes, their first loss in two years in two months, the last loss being against Monaco in March of 2016. Now, I could start ranting and raving and screaming and cursing and yelling, but on the line right now is the founder of PSG Talk, so I really have to be on my best behavior. It's Ed. Ed, how are we doing? I'm doing very well. Yeah, thanks for uh, minding your manners there. I don't want to put you on probation or anything. Yes, I know. And it's happened a couple of times. You've been very generous about it, I have to say. So um, you've let me get away with a lot of things. Yeah. So let's see if I can uh, continue my good behavior streak. So, Ed, the last few games, even the that Coupe de France game against Les Herbiers, where they just sort of won because, well, one of the teams is an amateur team and the other one is the... Uh, biggest, most expensive team in French football history, so obviously they were 99% going to win that game. I don't really even count that when I talk about form. The last three league on games have been dreadful. I mean, the Gingamp game was dreadful. On the end, they drew 2-2. Gingamp, they had to come from behind. And this game, they just weren't good. And on Twitter, I sort of uh, compared it to Old Timers Day. I, as a New York Yankee fan, they always have Old Timers Day where they bring out all the old players and they play like a two-inning game against each other and everyone's laughing. You just It didn't feel like a team that is, has some sort of forward momentum and direction. So what have you thought of the last two weeks of mediocrity? Not to load the question too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. They have been largely forgettable and... I feel like I'm sort of like the players where I'm just like ended already. I'm tired of watching these meaningless games. The only way that they would be meaningful is if Unai Emery actually started some of the youth players. So like a Timothy Way, for example. But he's still playing a lot of first-teamers and some of the old guys. Obviously today with uh, Thiago Mata, I can understand that's his last game. Totally get that. But there's nothing left to play for. You know, get some of these younger players in there, and maybe then I would get a little bit more into these games, but they're just going through the motions at this point. So I'm just, there's not a whole lot to get excited about. I, I'm not going to get really angry about today's loss to Ren. I'm not going to get upset about the draw against Amien because it doesn't, nobody cares. The players don't care. I don't really care at this point. You know, it was nice to win the French Cup, but again, it was a close match against literally farmers. I mean, this is an amateur team, and they should have won by six. And so, like, 2-0 kind of feels like a loss. So, at the end of the day, I'm ready for the match against Khan um, on May 12th. Or, I'm sorry, on uh, May 19th. And uh, let's just get this season over with and get down to the real business, which is transfers. We've got a lot of business to take care of. That's the part of the season that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and I thought the, the part of this that pissed me off was you start with warming up Draxler, Rabio, and Wea. Mm -hmm. You bring in Draxler and Rabio, the game becomes 2-0, and all of a sudden Javier Pastore comes in the game. Like, what is that for? 
Like, what's the purpose? Showcase of, the haircut, maybe. I don't know. That haircut was atrocious. What is the purpose of bringing in a guy who is not even going to be on your team next year? Unless you're going to give him a send-off, and that's not really a send-off. Like, if you're going to give him a send-off, start him and then, you know, take him out. That's how they did it with Mata. So what really was the point of that? After like, the match, I think Pastore was quoted as saying, like, he doesn't know if this is his last game or not. Whereas with Mata, you know that was his last game. With Pastore, is still very much in the air. So, yeah, you're right. I'm not sure why they brought him on when you had Tim Weah and, and a couple other players there that you could have brought on instead. Yeah, they needed some energy in that game. They really needed, like, Weah or, you know, I wish Nkanku had played better in this game. He, he You know, he was okay, but it's not like he was great or anything. Yeah. And yeah, and you... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's no, just, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's just what what's upsetting is you want to see your team end the year with a little bit of momentum just to give yourself some positive feelings going into the next season. And right now it just feels like if Unai Emery was going to say that he was leaving the team at the end of the year, why didn't he just let whoever his assistant was, why didn't they just let Kamara coach the team? I for four, for yeah. four games. Like, what's the point of this? It seems like a fruitless exercise of a guy filling his, filling out the remainder of his contract. And I don't think that's beneficial to anybody. I don't think it's beneficial to a guy like Tim Weah. I don't think it's beneficial to, you know, God forbid we ever saw Lorenzo Caligari or Yassine Adley play. But right. you just feel like he has no control He's just, he's playing the guys he feels like he needs to play to make everyone happy. And there doesn't really seem to be any plan. Could you figure out a plan that it seemed, did PSG have a plan today? I feel like they didn't. I feel like there was, it was the old, they get the ball in midfield and immediately ran trap. They bring two guys. Lasana Diara was trying to dribble through three people. Lachelso had no one to pass the ball to because Mbappe didn't seem to be in the right positions. Di Maria was over dribbling. Um, and diving. And diving. I, I can't, seriously, and I'm not someone who likes to talk about tactics, but I didn't see any quote-unquote tactics in that game. Did you? No, there, there's no tactics. There's no, Emery has checked out. He's probably going on job interviews. He has no interest in coaching this team. And what disappoints me the most, I think, is after the French Cup, there was a couple things that I was hoping to see. I wanted to see a 100-point season. That that went, that's gone. That's not happening. And I wanted them to keep intact that, you know, win streak at home. I think that those are important. Those are big streaks that you can kind of hang your hat on. And both of those now are gone. So he has not lived up to expectations. Um in the international, you know, in, in the Champions League, and now these sort of lower-tier domestic accomplishments, he's kind of thrown those out the window as well. So you're right. Why not have Kamara or someone else coach his team and just, you know, give Emery his last paycheck and say thanks for the memories? You know, just there's no tactics. He's not playing the youngsters. What I mean, what are we doing here? This is why I'm like, at this point, I just don't even – I got one eye, you know, on the game, and, I'm, I'm you know, I'm playing online poker like Neymar. Yeah. And, I mean, at this point, who can blame him? Like, he was at the game today, and I think we this was another week where you had um, the, I guess, every month or so, it's the Neymar to Real Madrid rumors, because you can't just do them every week. 
I guess you have to, like, split them out between, like, each month gets a week where these rumors come back again, and everyone starts talking about it, and then it goes away again, and then it comes back, and it's just, you know... You want I have to, to, I have to stop, I have to stop you. There. I want to just chime in before I forget. So ESPN has this new like streaming thing. I think it's like ESPN Plus, and I saw they were like subscribe to ESPN Plus, and you can see what the ESPN FC team has to say about Neymar to Real Madrid. And I want to meet the people who are paying money to hear what those buffoons have to say about this bullshit rumor that makes no sense and isn't happening. Like who is paying money? I just find that to be hilarious. It's gotten to a point now where I believe that it, it's like um, it just it's like the LeBron James to the Lakers stuff. I, I, I genuinely feel like LeBron James to the Lakers has about as much makes about as much sense as this does because here here's the and I don't want to give these any more credence than I have to, but here's where I, I really believe it. What would the point be of Neymar doing this big song and dance about leaving Barcelona to create his own legacy at a club where he could basically write the major history for that club, only to a year later decide that he's not good enough to do it on his own and he has to go back to Spain and team up with Cristiano Ronaldo, who at that point will be a three time uh, Champions League winner consecutive. So what? They can win the fourth straight Champions League? What like what sense does that make? It does. He's he's not going to pull a Kevin Durant and join the team that he can't beat. I just don't see him doing that. I'm not saying he's going to be a PSG lifer. No, but obviously not. That, yeah, to say that he is going to be here for one year and then check out like that's just not happening. And so they're all they're doing ESPN and all these other outlets is just trying to get clicks and i just find it comical every time i see it and and what's comical about it i think to the extreme is that there's no shame in it either like anytime there's a a clear obvious thing of of course neymar's staying he's tweeting out the fact excuse me he's tweeting out that he's in the that he's in the team shirt he's you know He's at the Parc des Princes. They're doing joint communication with his rehab. Like, this is not about Neymar wanting to leave Real Madrid. This is a business decision based on a lot of factors. PSG and Brazil's national team are essentially co-coordinating Neymar's rehab. They would not be doing that if Neymar was going to go to Real Madrid. That wouldn't be happening. Absolutely not. You can you can argue whether PSG have bent over too far for Neymar. You can argue that. But you can't yeah. sort of question the relationship that they have and why that relationship is going to probably continue for another two years. I mean, in your, yeah. because here's, here's how this is going to work, and I'll just lay this out to everybody. Neymar will not be at PSG for five years. That's not going to happen. Because there's too much money in a Neymar transfer. When PSG eventually sell him for 400 million euro, 500 million euro, that money... So they're going to be able to name their price for him. It's a cash out. You cash out the investment, 
the bond, you know, the bond hasn't matured yet. You cash out the bond when it's fully matured. And when they get three years out of him, a potential Champions League, which I think they can get with him if they build the team right. And at that point, PSG can go, hey, we're setting ourselves up for the next 10 years. We're going to get 500 million euro and we're going to spend that money and we're going to rebuild the team in the way we want to rebuild the team. So just let's put those Neymar things to bed. Anything else you want to add on these, um, anything, Tiago Mata retiring, any fond memories you'd like to share or? No, I think he's just been, he's given his offer to the club. I don't really have, I mean, the last year, this year, I think he probably played a bit too much, but he's been with the club. He was one of the first signings when QSI came in. So he's, he's, he's a, a legend at the club and I, and I think I don't know if it's just a rumor or if it's actually going to happen but maybe staying on as a potential assistant or maybe manage the youth well, according team. to according to John he's going to coach the under 19s and I think that's fantastic and he probably could have been doing that this year but it was a nice farewell even though he gave away that that kind of weak penalty but yeah I'll, I'll have mostly fond memories of him he probably stayed a little bit too long but that's okay you know he just didn't want to give it up and I appreciate that he's uh Staying with the club instead of coming over here to the MLS and playing for, like, the Houston Dynamo or something. Uh, no offense to the Dynamo, but, yeah, I'm glad that he's not pulling a Wayne Rooney and coming to the MLS. He's going to stay and help build that foundation for PSG, kind of like Manchester City have done with their youth academy and, and all that. So, Well, yeah. yeah. And, but ha- I don't know how Thiago Mata is. Mean, Thiago Mata has a good football mind. I'm just not – I guess they think it can translate to being a coach, but that's not always necessarily the case. Like, he – I think you'll be a good coach, but it's not definitely for sure. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't work out, then he can move on. Maybe another lower tier team will, will take him on. But so, you know, happy for him. It's all it's coming to an end. Um, but like I said earlier, you know, these last few games, they don't really mean a whole lot. I just maybe for that con game, if we can get a lot of the youth players that you had mentioned, I would love to see like an all youth team, basically I mean, under 19 team. Why not throw them out there if you can? Um, I'm just ready for the season to end and get down to the business of transfers. Um, I am too. Although transfer, uh, you know, be careful what we wish for because it's going to be a <laughs> it's going to be a very long three months of chasing leads and following yeah. nonsense. And I, I don't okay, think no, it's going to. Right I, I don't think it's going to. You see, that's that's the thing. I, I don't see this being a. It's going to be a lot of sales because they need to sell people. And they need to figure out who the five, six guys are, who they're going to build it around, and then make sure they just have enough depth and role players that can help them with things and not, you know, like they got to make decisions. Is Yuri still on this team? Is Munier still on this team? I mean, at this point, Munier almost has to still be on this team. Is, you know, what do you do about Adrian Rabio? He's in the last year of his contract. There's a lot of things that are going to have to happen in the next three months. I don't want to see Rabio go, but the way the second half of the season went, he he's either disinterested or he's tired. There's some injury we don't know about, but he was he did not finish strong. Absolutely not. Yeah, and it's it, we're at the point now where I think it's you know I I think we're at the point now we have to start being concerned a little bit. I think he's <laughs> he's playing this out sort of I think in the way Mesut Ozil did. Where I yeah. think he, I think he is reluctant to sign that contract because I think he, he, I don't know what he thinks, but I think he thinks that he's going to have 
a real market, and I'm not necessarily sure he's going to have the market he thinks he has. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he, I think he wants to go back to the Premier League. I just be careful what you wish for, because I can see him definitely after a few bad starts riding the bench or going to a lower tier team, maybe like an Everton or somebody like that, and going through the motions. Well, so it, it may, bring, yeah, it brings up the point that like when PSG sold, sold Serge Aurier and um, Lucas right. Moore to Tottenham, and everyone was like. Oh, these are sneaky signings. PSG didn't know how to use these guys. They were, you know, they weren't giving their all in the uh, in the Farmers League. Now they're going to come to the Premier League and they're going to give these this great depth to, to Tottenham. And they've been terrible. I mean, Lucas Moura has really not done a whole lot of anything, and Serge Aurier has found his way quickly to the bench, exactly where he was at PSG, which again brings that point of. Maybe it wasn't PSG's fault that these two guys weren't all that great. Maybe it was their own damn fault. And I think people are going to catch on to PSG. If you look, you know, Krakowiak went to West Brom. They're relegated. And we sent Hesse to, what, Stoke? And he went, like, MIA, and he kind of went crazy. So I think people are going to start to get a little bit leery when PSG are like, hey, do you want this player? They may think twice, looking at past history, that most of the players that they've sold have not gone on to greatness. Yeah, and... I think right now it's going to be interesting to see if, like, Alec Georgian gets minutes sure. next year or if they bring up Yassine Adley, which I think they got to. I mean, you're at a yeah. point where you, you can't keep losing youth players, so I would very much consider bringing him, um, bringing him up and just giving him a game on Saturday just to see what happens. Again, it can't be worse than the effort you're getting now, so... Yeah, and I wrote a piece uh, after the uh, French Cup win about how, you know, it's going to be kind of an end of an era at PSG. You know, you, uh, Ben Arp is going to be gone, Pastora likely, obviously Thiago Mata we talked about, Kevin Trapp could be gone, Di Maria, Krizawa. I mean, there's going to be several players that we've all become familiar with that, who, that could be on their way out. And then you're going to have a new manager come in and everything kind of leads to Tuchel coming in. And he's going to be no-nonsense. He's going to want his own players. He's going to want to play his own style. And if he's coming here, he's going to already have it set up where, you know, Nasser and whoever is controlling is going to let him kind of run his own show. Otherwise, he's not going to come here. So these players are going to, I think, have a level of authority they're not used to. And I think all that nonsense in the locker room is going to end, hopefully. So I think as the season winds down, we're going to be preparing for a new era uh, at PSG. Yes, and... While it might be the end of an era at, at PSG, it's certainly not the end of an era at PSG Talk. And no. we we will we will have the um, transfer market covered. Now we may not like it. We may not like. Go ahead. No, we're going to try to stay away from a lot of the stuff that you see out there, the speculative and. We're, you know, we may bring up some of those things, but we're not going to hit you every day. You know, once something gets a little bit more serious, we're going to be a little bit more responsible than a lot of the other outlets out there. Yeah, we're not going to have a daily transfer show on YouTube um, like uh, Arsenal Fan TV does. We're not doing that. So if you expect us to answer about every single possible rumor, that's not going to happen. We're going to wait to see how many sources sort of pick it up. Usually if it's like five or six sources, you know, sort of like the Tuchel thing. When about five or six yeah. people are saying that this is happening, usually that's a pretty good indication that it's going to happen. And there really hasn't been pushback 
on the Tuchel story since. So, like, I'm pretty much assuming he's going to be the coach. Same thing with transfers. If it's one rumor, we're not really going to talk about it. If there's, you know, three or four sources reporting the same thing, then we may start to actually have a conversation about it. But no, there will not be a daily transfer show, so don't don't expect that to be coming. Um, right. Ed, thank you so much for yes. joining me. Um, a quick little note. You are with me because we are recording one of the World Cup Project episodes that will drop, um, I believe, June 1st. Yes, we are going to be talking about FIFA and corruption and how we can make the World Cup, which is already great, how we can make it even better. Um, I've got a few radical ideas, and so if you love corruption and crazy ideas, I definitely suggest you subscribe, and uh, June 1st, you'll get the podcast. So, should we call it Make the World Cup Great Again, or should we just sort of avoid that? I might be good for clicks. I don't know. Well, I'll think of a title, but that's not a bad one. Yes, uh, um, I, I was in, uh, the reason I was kind of out this whole week is I was in, um, I was in Washington, D.C., chaperoning the eighth grade field trip, and you just saw probably about 30% of the people wearing the hats, which is kind of about the 30% constituency anyway. Not to get into too much politics, because here at PSG Talk, we're pretty much politically neutral. Yes. So just just we'll make that sure again. I'm on my best behavior, Ed. No no worries about that. I'm surprised that they were wearing those hats. I used to live in uh, Washington D.C. and I think it's like 02 percent Republican. So that's oh, it's all they're they, all on the field trips. Like oh, oh it's gotcha. the field trip kids. Yeah, you know they okay. go they come to Washington. They ha- they're selling them on the street like the bootleg hats. They're selling them on the in the vendors. They're selling them on the on like the. Like on the carts near the National Mall and stuff. Okay. So that's where you're getting that thirty percent from. The, the DC people either they aren't, either they don't like it or they're making money off of it, which is good for them. Yeah, good for them. If you can get away with it, why not? Yes. All right. We've we've gone five minutes too long. So for PSG Talks founder Ed, this has been Mark Damon saying au revoir for now.